0: They're
1: guys and welcome to episode 4 of the Crash Rabbit Pod, the podcast dedicated to exploring the magical world of Tokyo Joshi. My name is Robbie and I'm once again joined by my co-host Ty. Ty, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing amazing.
1: Ty, we have a very big show to review right now. I know. Uh- <laughs> Yes, very well. So it's all right. So we are reviewing the TJPW Positive Change Show from the 11th of February uh, at Cork and Hall in Tokyo. This is uh, the big show that we've been building to uh, recently for the past few shows and past few recordings. So yeah, uh, before we get into it, uh, I want to give a special thanks to the DDT and TJPW English Update Twitter page for all the translations uh, yes. like I said in prior pro- podcasts, like, I, that's the go-to when you want to know the translations, because we don't know Japanese, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, let's get right into it. Uh, before the show happened, uh, Sayori, uh, obviously introduced the crowd to, uh, the show, and then introduced a, uh, upcoming show called Go Girl, and it will happen on April 4th at Itabashi Hall for female fans only who have free entrance uh it was supposed to happen last year but it got canceled due to COVID state of emergency so um I guess Ty I'm just gonna leave you to review that show by yourself
0: okay yeah uh, I it's hope you have fun only. with that thanks right yeah sorry Robbie right. can't join good, in on the fun
1: good good luck with that
0: <laughs> yes so, I yeah. will and- I'll need it <laughs>
1: as well as uh, the TJPW official Twitter account tweeting that there will be a third pay-per-view show that will be happening on March 7th. Um, That's going to be another show that we're probably going to review separately. Uh, We could probably uh, record with the pay-per-view 2 show once it gets archived. So, uh, yeah, that should be fine. Uh, We'll record both, I guess, yeah, we'll record both of those in one recording as sort of like a bonus or a separate episode. Um, but yeah, so uh right after that the Up Up Girls came out, they sang Upper Kick, which it's always good to get back to the classics. Um and then we got a video showcasing all the matches on the card. And here we go. So Match one, we had a tag match between Marka Kobashi and Moka Miyamoto, taking on the team of Palm Harjuku and Haruna Neko, with Palm Harjuku defeating Moka with the Palm to Justice in 7 minutes and 11 seconds. This match, honestly, is kind of okay, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's an okay match. I'm going to be praising the hell out of the show as we go on, so (laughs) it's kind of good that we can kind of have some sort of balance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's the first
0: match, so.
1: Right. It
0: was yeah. pretty
1: standard stuff. Um, not too much to talk about. Uh, Marika has cornrows, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looked good on her. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I just
1: remember seeing that, like, I, I was watching, I was rewatching watching uh, the show, and then when Marika came out, I was like, whoa, I completely forgot that happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it looks
1: good on her. Um.
0: I mean, it I'm happy have... that uh, Palm won.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, like I said, it's probably, you know, it's probably my least favorite on the show, like, of all the matches. Yeah. It was fine. Standard opener. Um, I'm actually surprised that uh, Palm hit the Palm to justice, because that move, like, n- gets never hit, or what? <laughs> it, like, never gets hit, is what I meant to say.
0: Is it, like, so... uncommon? the Yes.
1: Okay. (laughs) Like, it's Palm's finisher, and she never hits it. (laughs) So, uh, it's always a good day when she actually does get the win off of it, so yeah. Um, Yes, I bet the
0: Palm Order is very happy.
1: Indeed. Um, (laughs) We're we're happy that she got the win. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I gave this match a two and a quarter. It was, that's fine. Same. Alrighty, moving on, we have Match 2, a six-woman tag between Yuna Manase, Nao Kakita and Raku versus Hikari Noda, Mahiro Kiryu, and Senna Shiori with Raku defeating Senna with the Dr. Yellow in 7 minutes and 25 seconds. You know, for a match that was 7 minutes and 25 seconds, all six women performed at a high speed. Yes. Like, it was... I it's agree. kind of crazy how much they fit in, in that t- in that span of time, because, like, okay, so beginning of the match, it's just Hikari, uh, S- uh, Senna, and Mahiro just ambushing Yuna, like all three of them are gang- ganging up on her and trying to pin her, uh, you know, eventually gets control, and then we just have a bunch of high-speed sequences between various combinations, uh, of the wrestlers in this match, um, but they still manage. What I like about this match is, even though that all of them worked at a high pace, like they still managed to fit in working over spots with Mahiro and Senna. Like, I mean, now, there's a
0: part where um, Hikari like missed her kick by a long well, shot. Yeah, when when you're <laughs> yeah. high, when you're going
1: high speed, uh, like mistakes are bound to happen. That's fine. Yeah, but,
0: yeah. Like yeah. now now kicks
1: Hikari in the ropes and then they begin like a back and forth uh rope running sequence with a bunch of drop kicks and like big boots uh a incredible final sequence with uh Mahiro avoiding the double team by Yuna, and now she gets a Hikari to double team on Yuna and then Yuna just cartwheels uh past them and then hits them with the double lariat so and then you had Raku kicking out of all the all of Senna's pins, including the spaceship. And then Raku hits the Kagayaki sling blade, then Dr. Yellow. Like, this match was very chaotic, but in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was very action-packed for the time it was given. Um, like I said, everyone worked uh, at a high speed. Uh, they fit a ton in the time they were given. I thought the sequences between Now and Hikari were great. Uh, and But... I really need a singles match between them, and even backstage, both of them said that they're no, they're not done with each other. I think a singles match between Hikari and now would be really really fun to watch
0: that'd be interesting i I don't really get to hear much of Hikari to be honest right she's
1: not she's probably the most quiet out of all of the up up girls honestly yeah, yeah hmm Uh I'm actually surprised that Raku got the pin like. She, barely, she like, rarely gets the pin, if ever, so I'm really happy for her that she got the win in this match for Senna. Yeah. I thought this match was really, really fun for the time it was given. Uh, all six women worked well. Uh, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I gave it a 2.75 out of 5.
0: <laughs>
1: You're gonna I, hate I guess me I was... later on.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Because I... I mean, it was a fun match, but I, I guess I was being a little critical on it. That's fine. I, I just had, yeah. a, I
1: had so much fun with this. Yeah. Like it's, you don't really see, um, I guess now, because she's new into TJP, yeah. it kind of makes sense. But, like, you don't see a lot of these women, like, work, like, at such a high-paced style.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Like, that's especially, true. like, from, like, Mahiro and, like, Raku. Sena, uh, Yuna we see very rarely these days. So, yeah, I just thought it was a ton kind of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean they did pretty good. It, it let them shine for.
1: Mm-hmm. It really did. That much, yeah. yeah. Speaking of matches that were really fun, we have <laughs> match three, a tag match between the Magical Sugar Rabbits, Yuka Sagizaki and Musiki taking on the team of Suzume and Erisuendo, with Yuka Sagizaki defeating Erisu with the Magical Merry-Go-Round in 12 minutes and 54 seconds. Ty. what did you think of this match?
0: Well, I am starting to like the Magical sugar Rabbits more and more the more I see them.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I really enjoy seeing Yuka and Mizuki. It's really nice. It's a lot of fun. Um, they really did a number on uh, Suzume, I believe, like on her arm. Mm-hmm. Like damn, they they really they didn't want her to use her arm anymore, basically. And uh in the fact that Yuka gave no mercy to Arisu, because mm-hmm. even though she's a rookie, Yuka is like, Nah, I'm gonna win. <laughs> but what <laughs> I like the most, she... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I really liked was how Arasu really like showed her strength, and mm-hmm. it made you really think, Wow, there's maybe a possibility that she could maybe win yeah, you know, during the, the match. Yeah. And how she, like, I called it pulling a fast one on Yuka and, and tripping her. Mm-hmm. Because she she tripped Yuka in the middle of them fighting and, and Yuka was basically on the ground and she was able to mm-hmm. to pin her, I guess. And I, I was like, wow. You know, errors too. I didn't expect that from her at all.
1: I thought this match was just a ton of fun. Like, yeah tag team wrestling between... Two teams that have great chemistry with each other.
0: Yeah. Uh, even
1: in the beginning with <laughs> Yuka and Erisu uh, locking up, and then you just have Yuka distracting Erisu
0: <laughs> yeah. for the
1: advantage. Uh, I thought the high-speed sequences between Suzume and Mizuki I, were great. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I they wolf, were. That's another singles match I want to see, like, in a high-speed type of way, Suzume and Mizuki. Uh, like you pointed out, Mizuki, Mizuki just bites Suzume on the arm yeah he says to yuka that she's delicious
0: <laughs> no no comment if, on that <laughs>
1: i wonder if she, i wonder if she was tasting honey that's yeah. a horrible that's a horrible <laughs> then yeah just,
0: I, I don't get that that logic at all
1: yeah sure uh yuka <laughs> yes. at one point shows off Suzume's bite marks as they tag back and forth oh. uh, working over her that's nice um right uh good portion of the match, Magical Sugar Rabbits, they worked over Arisu, but Arisu showed a lot of hearts, and I thought Arisu looked very good in this match, you know, just taking into account how early she is in her career, and this is her first tag match, like, ever. And uh, she was very good. Um, She even, she also pulled out uh, a new move in this match, which may or may not be come a staple in her moveset, kind of like the camel clutch. It's basically where she just oh, drives her knee onto Yuka's neck. Like the back of Yuka's neck.
0: Oh, yeah. I saw that like, one.
1: That's pretty brutal. Like
0: It's a real move. Right, I, I'm digging it.
1: I like it. <laughs> yes. So there was a lot of great ex- exchanges between both teams. Uh, I no, still
0: don't understand the weird pile thing going on. And, ah, uh, we, we,
1: uh, I actually have. We we can talk about that. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll go. I'll go into that in like a second. But this teamwork between both teams is great. Um, Airsu and Suzume is a team that I really want to see more of. Um, Same. I'll go into it later. But I, I'm kind of sad that it's uh they won't be teaming in the tag tournament. But they Oh, that's not good. <laughs> but yeah, um God. just up and down fun stuff uh between Suzume and Mizuki, Airsu and Yuka. Uh Suzume, she got stomped on a lot during this match, by the way.
0: Yeah, she did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mizuki just steps on her throughout a good portion of this match, but
0: this but match the was mid went back pretty hard as well at some That's point. True. Yeah. yeah, they
1: also had a uh, running like Ropes running back and forth sequence I really liked. Uh, this match was the definition of fun. Um, yeah. Magical Sugar Rabbits are great. Suzume is just so fun to watch. And then Erasu looked really good in her first ever tag match. I mean, of co- she's growing very rapidly, but it also helps that, you know, you have such a skilled team as the Magical Sugar Rabbits and Suzume with her. So I thought yeah. uh, all four did a tremendous job. In this tag match. Okay, so back, uh, there's a backstage, uh, Yuka and Mizuki are discussing the move that you mentioned earlier. It is known as the Yukachi Bomb. I'm not sure if I pronounced it correctly. Yukachi Bomb. <laughs> uh, Mizuki encourages, uh, is encouraging Yuka that they should try new things. Yuka's like, we've done it three times and it only worked once. And then Yuka's like, How does it even work? And then Mizuki responds with, well, you follow them, and then I fall on you, but it's fine because our (laughs) opponents get hurt. And then Yuka's like,
0: uh
1: Yuka's like, so three people get hurt, and you come out unscathed. Mizuki's like, yes. (laughs) That way I can pin everyone like Lion King, which is an incredible reference. Uh, Either way, we'll keep working as a team. And they go on to say that they will win the tournament as a team if they're allowed to, and boycott it if they aren't allowed to partner, <laughs> which, you know, they're in the tag tournament together. So I guess yeah,
0: yeah, uh, they didn't overall,
1: <laughs> overall, I gave this match a three and three quarters out of five. I thought it was very, very good.
0: I also give it three quarters out of five.
1: So I, I, we, we agreed still, on that one. I still cannot believe that Airsu has only been wrestling for a month.
0: Yeah, actually, that surprised me, because there's it's all the been... other rookies in this, uh, right. yeah, and then, like, they're, they're not as good as, at the rate of Arisu.
1: Like, not to I mention, think. like, all of her matches were singles, like, you know, besides, yeah. like, six-woman tag, but,
0: th- yeah. like, for her first, for
1: her first tag match, like, she did very good, and, like, I, I can't wait to see where she is, like, like, Six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, she's going to be great.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she won a, a title. Like, uh, I can definitely see that. In the, in the that, far, yeah. far future. Or right, near, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, is,
1: she is the student of Reika Psyche, so I expect big things from her. Yeah. All right. Match four. We have a tag match between Mio Yamashita. And Maki Ito versus Niobishki Gun, Saki Sama and May Saint Mitchell with Maki getting or defeating May Saint Mitchell with the diving headbutt in 16 minutes and 54 seconds. Now Tai, I'm going to ramble about, about this match. And before oh, I do I, oh. <laughs> before I do, I want to know your thoughts because I have a lot okay. of stuff to say and I want you to
0: Um Okay, okay. I also wrote a lot too. Like I right. I did have quite a bit to say because mm. you know how much I love Maki and, and Saki at the same time. It's right difficult, you know, to mm. to choose. But to be honest, I wanted Saki to win.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I I absolutely love uh May St. Mm-hmm. Mitchell. I think she's very uh like her her moves and everything, they're they're so clever, they're so quick. Of course, Maki, you know, being the victim of May's schemes, she didn't caught on to it on some mm-hmm. points, which I was pretty proud for. It was a very smart move. And not to mention know, Maki's
1: ha- face before like while Miyobishi was oh, yeah. like Yeah d- like entering, like her face and the camera was just incredible. Like yes. there's a gif on Twitter that I just it's like, it's like that meme where it's like, I've stared at this for five hours now.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's amazing.
0: It's like Maki's face is made for the camera. Literally. Like, every time you look at her, she makes the best facial expressions. And I don't understand <laughs> how, but she does.
1: Yeah, I love her facials.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, I, I freaked out the most when uh, Miu, like, kicked Saki in the face. <laughs> like you you heard the crowd in the back go ooh like ooh, you yeah. know it wasn't it wasn't soft so and and the screw kick I really love okay. that I'm, I'm, I'm Saki that was also really good and <laughs> the the referee bump I didn't I don't understand how the referee just dies on the spot in the moment <laughs> He falls that, back. That's, but not, he does. that's
1: not much of like a that's not like really a fault of this match. That's just wrestling in general, to be honest. Oh okay,
0: okay, okay. You know,
1: wrestling wrestling refs, yeah. like they're made out of glass. Like you could yeah. you could just like brush pie them and they would fall down for like an hour. Like
0: Yeah, true. <laughs> it just gives them the excuse to like attack uh with weapons. right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So oh. and I oh what were we gonna
1: say? Oh, finish your slot. <laughs>
0: oh okay so i i enjoyed how maki and miyu they're they're just so much chaotic energy going on between mm-hmm. them and in terms of how they energize themselves by like head bumping and it's like they had their battle cry like preparing right. for wars they just absolutely obliterated saki and, and may at the same time yeah. i just I, I was so captivated by this match so you, mm-hmm. you can tell <laughs> and um and at the the well, you're probably going to talk about this, but the the ending like the wholesome mm-hmm. moment between them so um, i'll let I'll let you get into that because I know you okay,
1: so this match uh ever since I've watched the show is the match that I wanted to talk about the most.
0: <laughs>
1: I thought this match was fantastic, and yes, I'm. Go- I'm probably going to be mad at myself if I miss a few points regarding it, but uh, I thought this match was honestly the best match of the show. Um,
0: Wow. That's a a big statement.
1: Yes, but uh, just, okay. I have to prepare for this. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, so this match in my mind was nearly perfect. And I'm going to start with the in-ring, uh, in-ring aspect of it. Um, just the kick sequences between uh, Miu and Saki-sama just on themselves yeah. were a ton of fun, you know? Uh, there's a portion of this match where Miu's just looking at Saki-sama, uh, not doing anything, and then they just go at it. Kick kick from Miyu, kick from Saki, back and forth, back and forth, speeding up with the crowd. And then... Uh, Miu just runs at Saki. Saki big boots Miu. And then, for a split second, you just see Saki. And then, the very next second, you just see Miu running back at her with a kick of her own, followed up by that screw kick. Um, later on in the match, uh, uh, Miu uh, performs a German suplex on Saki Sama. Saki just gets right back up, and then both of them kick each other for a double down. Just incredible stuff. And I don't want to take anything away from uh, Maki or Mei, either. Uh, Mei, in particular, like, she started off the match with Miyu, uh Just, you know, grabbing her arm and just, like, bouncing off the ro- the ropes. Like, she's twirling around for the audience. Uh, they're applauding. You know, you can tell she's having fun. And, like, I really like Mei's, uh, like, attention to detail when it comes to her character. Just the way she moves with her legs how she like positions her hands even, uh, to simulate like how nervous she is in the moment. Uh, there's a lot of commitment. Right. Uh, there's a spot in this match. Like you said, Moski, uh, Maki asks for who's the cutest in the world. Uh, Mei moves out of the way and then she tries to trip Maki with the tray and then, uh, Maki, uh, has it scouted. Yeah. Uh, there's another great spot in this match where Mew uh, Goes to elevate Maki on her knees, like uh, she did to Neko the previous show, and then Mei's just holding the tray and just lays it on her stomach, so when Maki falls, she hits her head on it. Oh yeah, uh, great stuff. You know what I would have loved if um, this is uh, the tiniest nitpick I can ever give to this match is I feel like it would have been so sick if, as Maki is falling, instead of the tray being on uh, May's May just hits her, like, as she's falling with
0: it. That could have been
1: (laughs) sick. Yeah, and then, I also love, uh, Saki-sama just portraying that cocky uh, heel that's just above this Maki. Uh, I I really like how she tied Maki up and sat on her and then Mace just poking at Maki's head uh, while she's on chair duty.
0: Yes. And then,
1: yeah, throughout the match, Saki, uh, is, you know, doing cocky pins, just laying her foot on Maki, who immediately kicks out. Uh, I also liked how, uh, the character work between Neo Gun is just incredible. Uh, Mei just, she's attacking Maki, but, like, she, like, briefly fixes Ma- Maki's skirt as she stomps her. <laughs> like, <laughs> great stuff. Um, like I said, uh, The kick sequences between Miu and Saki-sama were incredible. Uh, Near the end of the match, um, Maki, or not Maki yet, Uh, Saki-sama hits uh, Miu with an enziguri, and then Miu just like sells it, but then she goes right into a spinning kick onto Saki-sama. She falls. Great exchange right there. I thought this match just was fantastic, top to bottom. What did you get? What did you rate it?
0: What did I rate it? Yes. Uh, I'm kind of scared now because I, <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna say. But um, I gave it, I gave it a solid four out of five, to be honest.
1: Okay, that's perfectly fine. Okay, and I just want to uh, say right now. I fully expect people to disagree with me with this, and that's perfectly fine. Okay. I gave this a five out of five.
0: Five out of five? Now,
1: hear me out because.
0: Robbie. Robbie. The,
1: hear <laughs> me out real quick. Now, the in ring stuff by itself is was brilliant. You know, I would have given it maybe like a four, four and a half or four and three quarters even. But what separates that from a five out of five in my mind. And this match was the storytelling that happened here. You know, I rewatched this match and I actually liked it on the second viewing. That like never happens. This match was a war basically with both teams absolutely killing it uh, with their character work and uh, the in-ring moves. You know, everyone got the time to shine but the storytelling in this match, you know, uh, Maki plays the sympathetic baby face incredibly, uh, even when it seems like uh, May St. Mitchell disqualifies herself, because there is a part in this match where she does hit Maki with the tray, and like, for some reason, the ref uh, doesn't disqualify her, but it almost seems as if Maki's disappointed that that's how the match would have ended. She's like, I don't want this to end like that. Like, I want to crush you. I don't want to win off some, like, of, of an idiotic mistake, basically. You know, uh, May St. Mitchell, she is very sneaky, mischievous, and she played that character very well. Like, her, her and Saki, they did an incredible job at playing the villains in this match, cutting off Miyu, just preventing Maki from getting the tag, while Maki is being beaten constantly. Uh, she's being that sympathetic babyface. There are portions in this match where Miu actually has to step in the ring and, being, and be restrained by the ref because she's not legal, you know? But, like, like I said, the storytelling, like, it just builds. You know, it's clear that both Miu and Maki, uh, th- they cover for each other's weaknesses. And as the match continues, the their build-up frustration against Neobishki Gun just builds and builds. And then it finally boils at the spot where, you know, Maki and Miyu they headbutt each other. They're screaming at each other's faces. They're grabbing each other's heads as you know, longtime rivals finally seem to get on the same beat working together. They grab each other's heads and then they both headbutt. Saki and May they run to the ropes and then they're just kicked back you know there's a port- like there's spawn this match where May has uh, Maki on the verge to submitting and great like great selling by Maki she she's almost out and then Mew saves her um and then me at the end of the match Mew and Maki they just show off how incredible their chemistry is uh they even do a variation of their uh, elevated splash where uh, Mew is almost like she puts Maki in the position as if she's going to power bomb her, but she faces away from Mei, and then uh, Mew launches main onto or launches Maki onto Mei from a splash. Like, I just thought the storytelling in combination with the character work and how this match really built and built. I like, I fully expect people to disagree with me on this, but this honestly is not only is it one of my favorite matches uh in 2021 but it also is one of my favorite matches in tjpw ever since i've been watching like it's just that moment of maki and Miu just screaming at each other getting down to the same level working together against the common en- enemy like it's just another chapter in their storyline you know they've been feuding since uh Miyu defeated Maki at the main event of TJPW 19, like I thought this match was fantastic. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I going am... to take a
0: sip of that sip of water now. Yes. That I'm I'm so surprised. I would have never expected you to give this match five out of five. I thought you going to give another match five out of five. And I you know didn't either. Yes,
1: I didn't either, like, when I first saw this, I was blown away, obviously, but, like, re-watching it, like, dissecting, like, what's actually going on here, I just, I just love this match, like, it is easily my match, um, of the, of the night. Yeah. And it's, it's, like I said, it's one of my favorite matches ever in TJPW, I just, I just loved it. I mean that is true. This is fun to rewatch' <laughs> not gonna yes. lie like it's very
0: <laughs> it's a very easy match to watch over and over again
1: right um after the match uh Maki and Miu embrace uh sama actually uh, partially interrupts them by grabbing miu's he- hair. It's clear that this feud isn't over. um Miu uh has a past grudge against Saki sama because Saki was like. One of the few people who actually beat Miu one-on-one back in the day. It's a post-match. Um, they grab the mic. Miu says to Maki that she's amazing. Maki, of course, being Maki, says, I know. Uh, <laughs> Miu suggests that they team in the tournament and asks her, who does she want to team with? Maki says, no one in particular, and asks Miu the same question. Miu says, I want to team with you, don't you? And Maki just replies with, god damn it, of course I do, and I hit my music. Just a really good feel moment, really good feel good moment there. Uh, then of course, me and uh, you might not have seen this uh, tie, but it was a really good uh, gif on Twitter. I think you could see this on the show. Me um, and Maki are posing together, and then Maki just throws up the middle finger, and then me just swiftly <laughs> censors oh, it. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, I saw that.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, those two are amazing. I, this match was freaking fantastic. Five out of five for me.
0: Favorite tag team to be honest. Indeed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> match five, we have singles match for the International Princess title, Mirai Mayumi versus the current champion, Yuki Kamifuku, with Kamiyu defeating Mirai with the second rope, Famouser in nine minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, this is Kamiyu's second title defense, and before we get into it, Ty, What? Or how do you feel about Camille's new theme?
0: I don't like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i do not I gonna really lie, missed, I, kinda, uh, I kinda agree.
0: <laughs> yeah, I missed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, well, well, why? I mean, I,
1: I understand her um, trying to, like... Become more serious about wrestling, and you know, yeah, E I E I O is always fun, but there comes they, to a they could point have where...
0: just did a dubstep remix of of <laughs> McDonald.
1: I mean, come on, but, like, yeah, but like, there comes to a point where like you can't have that for a theme for a champion. Which I mean, I understand. Um, <laughs> I
0: wish though,
1: <laughs> like we can she all dream. Her... Yeah, <laughs> she even cut her hair, which just cements like how much she's like how different of like an evolution of her, I guess you could say she yeah. it or she has like since she started um i thought this theme was i think it's okay i mean it had a pretty cool intro but when it once it got to like the chorus part where camille actually enters like commentator was commentary was kind of like talking over it so it, it's a bit like a little bit distorted
0: yeah, yeah but it, we should listen it, to the full song on right. the side i guess yeah if it, if
1: it's available it's very new yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah it's just something that you kind of have to get used to really we're definitely gonna miss old Mcdonald it is such a staple of Camille like
0: it's a very sad very sad loss rip yeah. old Mcdonald
1: <laughs> this song is actually called flaky Queen, by the way
0: interesting <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> um but yeah I'm gonna miss old Mcdonald but Yeah, maybe it will grow on me. You know.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, possibly. It's it's
1: it's, it has the difficult task of following such an iconic song. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. I mean, talking about transformation, Mariah's out there.
1: Mariah. Yeah. Not yeah. Not only has she gone back to the short hair, she has new ring gear, which I think is such an improvement than what she had previously. Like this new gear looks sick. Like I really yeah. like the the blue, the gold, the black, the pink. It's such a cool combination. Like you talk about. But what I is like ev-
0: her her theme? Like what is what is going on with her outfit, basically? What is she portraying? Oh, I was gonna to I hear? was gonna say
1: it's it's an evolution of her character. You know? Uh yeah. in this match, like this match was kind of brutal like the beginning of the match Mirai shows uh Camille the briefcase uh that Mirai has been carrying around it's not actually official it's a uh, it's something that Mirai made uh, for herself but Camille kicks it out of Mirai's hands and then as soon as the bell rang Mirai just goes in for the drop kick and then targets Camille's right arm and that was the story of this match just Mirai just going for Camille's right arm in the Kimura lock. Like, whenever uh, Camille's locked in, Mirai would just not let go.
0: Yeah. And then, and the,
1: like, not only that, but uh, the beginning sequence, uh, Camille gets out of the ring, she grabs the briefcase, uh, not only does Camille hit uh, hit Mirai with it, which I guess we're having kind of like a Aja Kong trash can situation, where the Briefcase is technically part of her ring gear, so I guess it's legal. But he, she Camille opens it up, then puts it on, like wraps it around Mirai's head, closes it, and then punches it and kicks it, like, against the ring, like the corner of the ring. Like, that was so brutal. Uh, it really was. Camille just is very methodical throughout this match. Uh, meanwhile, Mirai is just she's just aggressive she's yeah constantly targeting the right arm uh Camille's just in the Kamara lock just for like i would say maybe like a little bit less than half of the entire duration of the match or so, or maybe even more because she was like even when uh Camille goes to strike uh Marai, she has to physically hold her arm up to slap her like, great selling, uh, by Camille. just an absolute brutal, uh, match between the two, and definitely a new side of Mirai that we have seen only glimpses of, like, her power, uh, her speed, just combined with Mirai's, like, kind of new, uh, I wouldn't say it's, like, a new attitude or something, but she's definitely she definitely went into this match with a, a game plan and she stuck to it. Yeah. So, what, I uh, mean,
0: go on. Um, well, I was just saying she was really strong in this match. I was kind of scared that, uh, Camille was going to lose her title. <laughs> yeah. For, that, for a second, yeah. That's, a, like, that's really impressive that Mirai
1: actually, like, like, she has Camille down, and then I'm just waiting for her to tap. Like, it was very uh, well executed, this match. Yeah. Um. But like I said, uh, Camille retains. And honestly, like, because of the brutality that Mirai showed, I would not be surprised if she turned heel. Like... Really? The- oh, absolutely. Like... Her just um becoming like a stone cold like killer basically with just go just breaking people's arms, like that would be incredible. Like uh there was a wrestler in TJPW that that uh, I was reminded of uh that you might not have seen uh Ty because she doesn't wrestle there anymore. Uh her name yeah. is Yu. Uh she she was a powerhouse. Um she was very aggressive, she was very good. Her battles with rika psyche were incredible um but mariah just gave me a sense of i can definitely see her just not giving a crap anymore and just beating the shits out of anyone she faces like wow. um the story or the uh, backstage promo afterward kind of basically nulls like uh, a sort of heel turn but i can definitely see it like it, it so just, she
0: chose the dark side Kind of no, deal. no, wait.
1: <laughs> I can see it happening, but that's not what happened.
0: Um Well I'm saying yeah, I, and it's a it's a possibility.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Maybe she even joins with I was gonna say she joins with uh Saki Sama and good, but mm, I don't
0: know. Might t- I don't that think might so. be too
1: much. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like Mirai Mar- as a heel would be great if she was like solo, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I could see it.
1: Yeah, this this match was uh, it was kind of short compared to the other uh, championship matches, but uh, for what it was, it was brutal. Uh, I gave it a four out of five.
0: I gave it a three point seven out
1: of five. My opinion. All right. Um, backstage, Mariah is holding back tears, saying how uh, the twenty eleven earthquake is the reason why she got into wrestling. Uh, if you, uh, if anyone. Uh, who's really into TJBW, they're seasoned uh, veteran fans. They know that uh, Mariah was actually inspired by Tiger Mask uh, helping out her community, uh, and then she wanted to become a wrestler uh, so she could help others as well. Uh, She says that Camille in this match showed her things that she didn't even realize about herself, uh, and that Camille was actually the one who brought the shock, as Mariah put it. Uh she's going to keep the broken briefcase as a reminder that uh next uh for next time that she won't lose. Uh meanwhile, Camille uh backstage praises Mariah's size, passion and love for wrestling. How oh, she like low-key buries Mahiro here. <laughs> she's like, uh she she has so much passion and love, e- even more for Ma to be honest. It's like she doesn't really bury Mahiro in that promo, but it's just Dang, Camille, that's your tag partner.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, Camille is surprised that she won because she attributes uh, big matches. Uh, it makes her nervous, she says. Uh, she attributes uh, her success on the grit of working through life. She doesn't really know what shock Mariah uh, was supposed to bring, but says it's more of something people feel than cause. Uh, she says that Mariah is trying to imitate other promotions, and that she should focus on developing herself rather than imitation. Uh, she might have a new look, but it's the same "quote unquote" uncool style. However, she will continue to support her in becoming famous. Um, so you can definitely see um, the story of Mariah basically yeah. being, you know, more there of a baby kind of face some... than a heel.
0: There was kind of some passive aggressiveness with that statement <laughs> with right that statement. She, yeah she doesn't even leave her own tag partner mahiro off the yeah <laughs> <He is> brutal
1: <laughs> no uh but yeah uh i don't know if they're gonna keep feuding um maybe mariah challenges uh uh down the line maybe she wins it there uh if she does it's gonna be a she, very baby face you know feel good moment but yeah uh, i was just thinking like that, her aggressive side in this match, she could really, like, I'd be very interested to see what a heel run could do for her. I agree. Okay, um, next match, we have match six, the semi-main for the princess tag titles. We have the Tokyo Joshi Heroes, Hyper Misao, and Shin Ultra Shoko taking on the champions, Bakuretsu Sisters, Nodoka Tenma, and Yuki Aino. With Yuki Aino defeating Shin Ultra Shoko with the UBV in 13 minutes and 28 seconds. Okay, this match just basically sums up the wackiness of TJPW. (laughs) Yes. We had a video package beforehand, uh, which starts out with previously on Shin Ultra Shoko, which is just incredible. Uh, This match is basically, uh, it is a title match, but it is also unofficially a hyper-ultra judgment to see if the Bakuretsu sisters are even worthy of being heroes, Uh, while on the other side, the sisters are flattered by the thought of joining them, but uh, they want Shoko Nakajima back uh, and want both her and Hyper in uh, their TJPW Tokusatsu Club, which is uh, the name for the Bakuretsu sisters and Shoko Nakajima's kind of like three-person stable. Uh, They want to include Hyper in that as well. So we had the entrances, and Wow. Um, Hyper and Ultra, they come out, they are wearing armor that looks comically oversized and fantastic, though. Uh, It appears to be kind of made of, like, the same material, like, used for discalibur.
0: Yeah, I got that vibe.
1: Yeah, uh, I just love how huge the, like, the actual armor pieces are. You know, uh, Hyper's shoulder pads are just hanging out like daggers almost. Um, yes. And they also brought out, I also really liked how Hyper uh, brought out the uh, her bike or the Hyper with her, which includes a sidecar that looks like, like a red rocket for Ultra. I just love that. That's, I mean, it didn't do incredible. much good though. True, but <laughs> uh, yeah, just the aesthetics, like the upgraded uh, Hyper mobile with the included Ultra Sidecar. Oh, yes. that's that's great stuff. So, Hyper does her uh, big Ch- hello, big children promo. Uh, they say that they've upgraded their combat suits for the transformation belts. Uh, Shoko explains that the suits take 0.02 seconds to wear via vapor disposition, and they're made of shape memory alloy. And then they're attacked. <laughs> I cannot believe I just read that. I, I-, I love this company, man. Yes. <laughs> so the Bakuretsu sisters, uh, they uh they attack them and then they pretty much undo their uh them feeling bad about breaking discalibur because they just both break their armor pieces. What heals. I'm just kidding. Um Also uh before I get into so that, hyper actually has le- like new uh ring ring gear which I think is really cool that like green and pink coloration.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately yeah. um Shoko only had the armor. She still had her tracksuit and now knowing the result you kind of see why.
0: I I wish they updated Shoko's outfit though.
1: Like her one ring time gear. only.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, th- I
1: thought Hyper Macelle's gear was incredible. <laughs> like combine yeah, that really with, with her, yeah, combine that with the armor and the yeah. bike, Hyper Macelle Mobile. Yeah, um, yeah. This was a very wacky and fun match. Um, I just love the little bits uh, sprinkled in with uh, Ultra, kind of being like I said, that klutz-like character. Uh, she ro- she goes to roll up her sleeves uh before attacking Notica and then Notica just power slams her right there. That was funny. Um and then Hyper and Sh- and Ultra, they're just like passing Notica between each other. So like uh Ultra is holding Notica and then uh Hyper attacks ha- attacks her and then she switches off where Hyper is holding Notica. And then <laughs> Ultra basically cuts a promo. She says this is finally the day. That you will meet your end and all of your past mistakes. And then hyper's just holding <laughs> Notica, like, hurry up, will you? And, and, yeah. and, you know, Shoko, she goes for the rider kick. Notica steps out of the way. He hits uh Misal instead. <laughs> just great stuff. Nah, I felt um,
0: terrible at that moment. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Why?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh chemistry between uh the Bakuretu sisters are uh, great as always. They double team uh, Ultra. They both do uh, big splashes on her. Ultra tries to fight back, but gets caught in a back body drop, which is ouch. Um, wow. And then, uh, but Choco actually, she does get her time. Uh, she once again shows off her parkour skills with the back straight into the hot tag into um uh, Missal had the opportunity with the uh, to run wild with all the upper cups you could ever ask for. Yes. Uh, I actually really like the sequence with Masao uh, dodging the Bakuretsu sisters' launchpad crossbody uh, sh- uh, to tag in Shoko, and then uh, Hyper and Ultra they just uh, double team. I think it was Ino where they go for the crossbody, uh, or the Hyper crossbody Shoko neckbreaker combo.
0: Yeah. Very
1: good. And then there's a spot in this match where uh, Ino pulls the cape off of Shoko, who also bumps into the referee. Now, oh, yeah, I, I feel like there was a little bit of a missed opportunity here because uh, clearly they weren't setting up Shin Ultra Shoko to go on much longer than this match. Um, so I feel like it would have been really cool if as soon as Aino pulls off the cape, Shoko like is in a trance for a second and then she just goes back to the big kaiju, Shoko Nakajima, like transforming mid-match. That would have been
0: cool. Yeah, um, that's true.
1: While while the ref is bumped, which means that we have an hour of shen- shenanigans. Uh, Hyper and Ultra, they get the Hyper Missile Mobile, and then they try to run over the sisters. Uh, it doesn't go well. They crash. <laughs> <laughs> then Ida just drags Ultra back in for a near fall. Uh Ino runs the ropes, but Hyper hits her in the back with a piece of the bike, which is, I guess. Like I said, it didn't work out. Um, Yeah. uh, Ultra does a suicide dive onto them. Uh, I really liked Hyper uh, diving on top of the sisters from the aprons with, like, the front piece of the bike, like, around her waist as a weapon. That was very good. Just some great back-and-forth stuff between the two teams. Uh, Bakuretsu sisters, they try to go for their finisher. Uh, Hyper stops them. But then it eventually comes down to Ultra and Aino uh, reversing each other's moves, getting near falls. Uh there's a 619 on Aino, but uh Aino actually counters the Northern Lights. Before actually Shoko hitting it, but she doesn't capitalize. Again, going back to that uh kind of a klutzy character, uh she go she hits her finisher, but she doesn't go for the pin, which allows Aino uh just the, the opening to hit the Venus T or the Venus DDT then uh, hitting the UBV for the finish.
0: Yeah, I'm not happy about that.
1: <laughs> I'm sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, this match, I, this
1: match was good, but
0: <laughs> I really wanted the Tokyo Joshi Heroes to win. Like, I'm so bad.
1: Same. I'm I'm very sad that we are not getting our faction of Power Rangers. I know.
0: Um, I mean, I'm starting to really like Shoko because she has Mm -hmm. this... Even though she's very kooky in um, in the gimmick she's doing, she also is low-key badass, in my opinion. Like, with all of her moves and everything, I just... I love it. Mm -hmm. So, and I I made a pretty bold statement in my notes because I said I wanted her to win... The Princess of Princes title? <laughs>
1: she, she she has
0: before. She's done it. Oh, yeah. she has before. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, she's won it once. But it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's impossible.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Um, yeah, of course. Well, oh, okay. It depends, on, yeah. it depends on bookings. But, you know, uh, Yuka and Miu are both uh, two-time uh, Piri Piri uh, champs. So we could still happen. Uh, okay. I thought this was a great performance by all four. Uh, I'm sad that right when I get excited about the thought about having five uh, superheroes in this promotion all wearing different colored capes, I'm a bit sad, but, you know, it was still a fun match. Uh, I wanted that
0: faction to exist. Yes.
1: (laughs) Backstage, Ultra praises the sisters, saying that they are worthy of holding those belts and that she will entrust world peace with them. and her mask, it seems, and that she will be returning to her home planet. So she thanks Hyper and then says, till we meet again before she leaves. Hyper thanks her and says goodbye and hopes for Shoko Nakajima to return because we haven't seen her in TJP for a while for the tag tourney. Uh, The Bakuretsu sisters uh, are surprised that Ultra is gone and that she even left her mask with them. Um. She, they're surprised that she was only in t j p for a month and but she has left such a mark on them uh, that the they talk about how the tag tournament is coming and that the great bakuretsu era will go on. I gave this match a four out of five i agree just very fun stuff from both teams um
0: it could have been higher if Shoko won. <laughs>
1: look who's biased now um
0: oh oh, oh sorry <laughs> but you know
1: it, it 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 makes sense she was only supposed to have that gimmick for for a month uh it had yeah. to be extended because she broke her nose uh it, it was very fun while it lasted uh, i'm going to enjoy seeing the return of the big kaiju shoko nakajima returning again but
0: yeah
1: i just really wanted that super sentai
0: staple <laughs> Well may- maybe one day Robbie, maybe.
1: We <laughs> TJPW 20 22 it's a rematch. Yes. Yes.
0: Shoko
1: Shoko uh, loses again. Damn, that would have that would have man or that would have <laughs> that three years in a row. They would have had a singles match together for the name change. And- wow. That's crazy. Yeah, At that point, we're just fantasy booking, so let's... Yeah, yeah let's exactly. Be- <laughs> All right, finally, we have our main event, uh, a singles match for the Princess of Princess a championship between Miyu Watanabe taking on the champion, Rika Tatsumi with Rika defeating Miu with the top rope hip attack in 18 minutes and 18 seconds. This was Rika's first title defense ever since winning the belt from Yuka. Ty, what did you think of this match?
0: i I was really blown away by this match, to be honest. like mm-hmm. the story between me you and Rika, in my opinion, was very touching and very mm-hmm. emotional. You can feel the tension between both of them as they're both fighting like the almost the sheer like desperateness to mm-hmm. just defeat each other throughout the entire match by the same time they're both so strong and determined that they just counter each other back and forth constantly so and everything's just so perfectly timed in my Mm -hmm. opinion like with all the moves you can tell like there were so many close calls in this Mm -hmm. match that it it really left me on my seat like i really was was i don't know how to even call it like i wouldn't say scared but a lot of anxiety (laughs) going on like (laughs) <laughs> A lot of uh excitement as well. So, and and the fact that Rika, she, you know, she targeted Miu's legs, but Miyu, even though she seemed very like bothered or damaged from her legs, she still kept on going and and still mm-hmm. did all of her her moves pretty well. So, and it, honestly, it seemed pretty brutal.
1: Some mm-hmm. of the
0: stuff that Miyu did, I I was surprised that you know they were able to do it like all like so well but honestly i would feel like you know they i i thought rico was going to lose at some points
1: here's here's the thing about for me so i thought the in ring stuff in this match was brilliant yeah uh, by no means am i saying it was bad at all because it was very good it was very but good upon like first watching this match i thought i'll be honest i was kind of a little bit disappointed because really? I feel like, uh, y- yeah, because I feel like the ending was a little bit too abrupt for me. That top row uh, pivot uh, attack. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like uh, it yeah, yeah. would have done wonders if Mew would have cu- uh, kicked out of that, uh, th- kicked out of that move, and then we had that big final, final sequence.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, like I said, I do not want to discredit uh, Miu versus Rika, because they did a very good match in ring. Yeah. But what I what I really like most about this uh, match like you said before it was the story aspect to it. Yeah. Uh Miyu and Rika, they're obviously their former tag champions in Daydream. Um that uh, sort of Miu's mentor and that uh, on the road to the show Miu and Rika have just been distant. They've been facing each other. Uh Mio's trying to target Rika for the giant swing. There's a lot of build up tension in between these two. And when you yeah. finally get to the match, um, Miu and Rika, they really go at it. But what I thought was interesting is that uh, on the road to the show, Miu has had this plan of going after uh, Rika for the giant swing. This match, Rika has a plan of her own, and that is targeting Miu's legs. Yeah. Uh, the very good strategy, because Miu is a powerhouse uh once her legs are taken out she can't she has you know less control of herself
0: yeah. um
1: right and even early on in this match uh while Miu and Rika are just doing some great mat grappling exchanges um Miu does get the first full on Rika uh, as Rika tries to overcome Miu's strength Miu is just too powerful for her so. Rika does the smart strategy of going for the powerhouse's legs. Yeah, you know, taking her out from her foundation basically. And that plays very well into the story of this match. Rika, she slams uh Mew's legs uh on the on the apron, then she uh double drop kicks the uh her legs like on the corner ring post, like yeah. Very much targeting uh Miu's legs, but I also thought Miu in doing so was also great when it came to selling. Like, it wasn't inconsistent, it was very clear. Like, Miu was Miyu's selling in this match was very good. Like, you could tell that Rika is screwing up Miu's legs in this match,
0: yeah, like, especially the part when she did the giant spin. She couldn't right. do it at first because of her leg. And then and then she did right. it
1: afterwards. That's w- that's why I'm a little bit, like, I'm a little bit disappointed that they actually had Miyu hit the giant swing on an earlier show. Because, yeah. you know, if you would have went into this match and, like, Miyu hasn't hit the giant swing, uh, but when she finally gets the opportunity to, she can't do it all the way because her legs are just constantly been targeting. Like, that would have been an incredible spot. That would have. Uh, yeah. But yeah, she she stops momentarily. And then she, you know, Mew she sells the leg. She uh, tries to punch in some feeling into it. And then she eventually does get Rika uh, in the giant swing, which I'll be honest, I thought it was good that she, she eventually got her into. But I think from, this is nitpicking, but I think she was in it for a little bit too long. Like... To praise. I, honestly, her.
0: I feel like she would have done it longer to do something on Rika, <laughs> to be honest.
1: I mean, true, but like, you know, it's Mia's legs. Like, she's. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, she's very good at selling. I don't know. It's just that that one part. She could part have just held it
0: in. in. She could have just held it in. True, the pain. true. Yeah.
1: True. Yeah, you could argue that along with like the adrenaline and the importance of the moment. It's just, it's just exactly. A little, tiny nitpick from me.
0: Willpower. Um,
1: yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and even like. But the, the attention to details when it came to Miu selling in this match were really good. Like, whenever she would hit the softball axe handle on Rika, Rika would fall. But Miu would just stagger because her legs are clearly hurt. And then yeah. when she goes for the big splash in the corner, her running towards Rika is shaky. And she doesn't even jump, like, to connect with it. Yeah. Allowing for uh, uh, Rika to take advantage. She pulls a dragon screw on not only the middle rope, but inside the ring as well. Um, I thought there was a very good sequence with Mew countering the hip attack uh, crashing Rika's stomach on her knee and then Mew's just tugging at her leg again and yeah that builds into Rika getting Mew in the figure 4 uh, once again targeting the legs but it's also you know this is how Rika won the title back in January and you know Mew's legs are have just been battered. Will she tap out to the same move that uh, Rika won the title in? Yeah. Um, I thought Mia Watanabe, she leveled up in this match. She really did. Like, it's amazing like how far she's come in this mat in this match. Like I, I remember watching the debut of the Up Up Girls back when they had Hina with them. Uh their debut in TGPW 18. Like that match is, it's it's kind of bad. Not gonna lie, but it's their first match. Of co- of course, it's not gonna be anything special. But yeah, Mew's performance in this match was incredible. You know, and she's even like pulling off like new moves. Like Mew dodges a hip attack in the ropes, and like she grabs Rika for a standard power slam, but she dives into it, so she's landing on Rika's chest as she falls. Like that's yeah. a great move. And then uh, mew she goes for a lot of Canadian backbreakers on Rika. She's once again selling the leg. And then there's that big high spot where uh, Mew and Rika are just going back and forth on, uh, in the corner, on both of them staying on the middle rope. And then Mew just slaps Rika, and then she lifts her up. For a Canadian, for like an avalanche, Canadian backbreaker from the second rope, like brutal stuff. And That's even really then, brutal. Yeah, even like you know, Rika falls from a big height onto like uh, her back, right onto Miu's shoulder. Like that, that must have hurt like hell. Um, yeah, it should have. But even then, like Miu, like right after hitting that move, she collapses because her legs have been targeting. Like her selling was great in this match. And then uh, Mew also, she counters the dragon sleeper into a teardrop, but can't capitalize because she's just so out. Like, great stuff from there. Um, then eventually...
0: I the Canadian backbreaker would have done Rika for good. Like, right, in terms of the match. True, I was but,
1: True, but Mew was tending to her leg and, you know, arguably that costed her like yeah. s- valuable seconds away um but yeah uh Miyu goes for the teardrop and then Rika counters into the twist of fate which is beautiful and then she hits the missile hip attack for the win but like i said i thought this match was brilliant in terms of storytelling and actual yeah. in ring i just needed that one final uh stretch because like, yeah. when I was watching that, I was like, was gonna kick out of this, and she didn't, so it was a little bit abrupt for me, but other than that, this match was incredible.
0: Yes, I agree. It was, the ending was also, in my opinion, very abrupt. I didn't, I, I knew Mia could've kicked out of it, but, you know, you have to accept what it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, this match was definitely yeah. a lot more psychological. Um, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing at all, like, it, it worked very well, and it played to both of the wrestler's stories. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, I, while I might not have been like an all out, like Slugfest that I was expecting, just like hip attacks with power uh, struggle. So, I thought this was still a really good match. I gave it four and a quarter out of five.
0: I gave it 4.5 out of five.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that your highest rated match? That is my highest this- rated match out of this podcast
0: <laughs> yes out of this entire podcast this is my highest rated match right here
1: i i don't disagree with you it was very good yeah
0: it was very good i was and really it, impressed the whole and time. part of
1: it is part of it is on me because i had such high expectations but,
0: i mean you know. you're the one who gave the maki Miyu versus the saki may match five out of five
1: True, so but that's I, like I a really lo- that's the result of like a long term story for me. Um, that's true. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest—not uh, to take away anything from this match—I thought the in-ring work for uh, for that match was better. Just my opinion. Um, uh,
0: well, I have to disagree, Rob. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs>
1: um, after the match, Rika praises Mew's strengths and uh, thanks her th- for the match. She says that she'll keep supporting Mio. In her dream of bringing wrestling and idols together, she mentions that she has a dream to keep TJP growing and that they should enter the tag tournament as daydream. Miyu accepts and they embrace. Enrika ends the show by saying, a dream is only a dream when you're alone, but it becomes reality when you're with somebody. Let's keep dreaming and, make, and making everything come true. She thanks the fans and positive chain is over. I thought this show was incredible. You know, I I tweeted this out right after that this, like, it's still too early because we're only in February, but this is so far my show of the year for TJP. Like, outside of maybe the first two matches, like, those remaining five were just incredible, with uh, the main event being one of the best matches uh, of the year and that tag match between me and Maki with New Gun being one of my favorite matches in TJP of all time so i gave the show a 9 out of 10 i also gave it a 9 out of 10 it was really good just it makes me so like proud to be a fan of this company <laughs> like i just yeah love they're the show. good
0: they're really good i enjoyed it a lot Definitely. I, I don't normally give high ratings either, but this, this was a really... Clearly, worst. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I'm not apologizing for that 5 out of 5, by the way.
0: Um, I know. I know you're not. <laughs> anyway, um,
1: our upcoming podcast will be on the TJPW Winter Lovers uh, show the 20 and 21st of February, where we will be having the first two rounds of the uh, Max Hart Tag tournament but uh, so far the team all the teams and the actual brackets have been announced so uh if you haven't seen it the teams that are in the tournament are the bakuretsu sisters Nodoka tenma and yuki aino daydream rika tatsumi and Miyu watanabe magical sugar rabbits yuga sagazaki and Mizuki, Mio yamashita and maki Ito, hyper misao and shoko nakajima Marka Kobashi and Raku. Toyo University, the team of Yuki Fuku, Kamiyu, and Mahiro Kiryu. Death Match United slash Hikashio, depending on who you ask. Kari No and Senashiori. Harnaneko and Palmharjuku. B Star, Mirai, Mayumi, and Suzume. Moka Miyamoto and Erisuendo. <laughs> oh, you, you have the two latest rookies tagging together. Wow. <laughs> wow. And finally, Nio Bishkigun, Saki-sama, and May St. Mitchell. Now, the bracket has actually been announced from uh, the TJPW Twitter page, as well as a uh, recent YouTube video where Sayuri got to draw the order of the brackets. It is a mess.
0: <laughs> it really is.
1: Because... Like I said, the pick, uh, you can find the bracket on the TGPW uh, Twitter account. The first round matches include Bakuretsu Sisters versus Magical Sugar Rabbits. The champions versus arguably one of the teams that I thought could, could win it. And then when you get into the second rounds, you have Miyu Yamashita versus it's probably most likely going to be Daydream and Hyper Masao and Shoko Nakajima facing off against the winners of Bakuretsu Sisters and Magical Sugar Rabbits. I have no idea who's winning this tournament, which yep. makes me so excited to watch. <laughs> but, um, because the tournament's starting uh, on the next couple of shows, and, uh, starting and ending, uh, I thought it would be fun if we made a little prediction to see what team is going to go all the way and win it. Okay. Would you like to go first?
0: So do I predict, like, every single...
1: No, just team. What team... What we're predicting is what team that we think is going to win.
0: Oh, regardless the of whole the tournament. Or, okay. Yeah, okay. regardless
1: of okay. where they stand in the brackets. Uh, oh. Okay, so it's, I know it's a tough for... One. <laughs>
0: In my opinion, I believe it's going to be between Maki and Miu and Miu and Rika, right? Well, no, because they're... Oh, they're going
1: against each other. Yeah, yeah, they're going
0: against each other. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I want to say Maki and Miu.
1: To win the entire thing
0: to win the entire thing. Yeah.
1: I really want them to. Like Yes.
0: You I mean heard it's me. it's it's quite <laughs> a bold statement though because they're yeah. going against like the, the, you know, the top the champion champs. and yeah.
1: Mew. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's it's a a tight win, but it's possible. Right.
1: There, there yeah. are men- What I like about the bracket is that it's very unpredictable. But it yeah. also has the potential to give an upset win to like some of the lower tag teams. Like, um, I personally don't see um, Raku and Marca beating uh, Nia but I could actually see an upset win by B Star defeating them. And they have the opportunity. Like a lot of high tier teams uh, in this tournament are. St- Facing off against each other in the first two rounds, so
0: yeah.
1: Whew. um, well, what do you think it's going to
0: be in between though? Like the the last two teams, who do you think they'll? Well, that's the thing. Be? You
1: you heard my uh, my declaration a few minutes ago about how much I love uh Maki and I, or Maki Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I really love that storyline, and I want them to win the tag titles. Um, because, uh, not only are they a good team, but the tag titles are actually like belts that neither Maki nor Miu has held before. And I think their first reign as a tag team champion would be best suited if they were teaming against each other. Yeah. But I, it's really hard to say because their first match in the tournament is most, is most likely going to be against Rika and Mew, like yeah, you know, for sure. You know, Palm, Palm, and Harna could maybe pull up the ups up win against Daydream, but like I don't know. I, j- I just don't see it. Yeah, but you, do you really want um, like the top uh champion to beat? I, I just don't know. Like I really want Mew and Maki to win, but yeah. I have a strange feeling that New Gun's gonna win. They're fresh off this loss against. Mocking um, Mew, and while they have the charisma and the character work to to uh, bounce back from a loss, yeah, that big, but I, I just I just see Nio Gun taking it.
0: I mean, why not?
1: Right. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? We might have a rematch of uh, of those two teams going at it. They are on the That's opposite what I was sides of the spectrum, right? And that would be very and true, epic. yeah. Maki and Mew have a win over them. Neo Bishigun could tie it up by winning the tournament. Yeah, by beating them. So it pains me to say this, but I'm probably gonna. I think they're gonna go with Neo Bishigun to win. I'm I'm really open for a um for a upset by B Star beating them. I think that would be incredible. But if you if you're looking at the the other teams, like, Bakuretsu sisters, they're the tag champs, they're probably not going to win it, um, they're facing off against the Magical Sugar Rabbits, like, they could easily beat them, and then you have Hyper and Nakajima teaming together, facing the winners of that, uh, round, and, you know, I guess you, yeah, you can make the argue, argument that Shin Ultra Shoko is different from Shoko Nakajima, but they just, they just fought for the belts, like, you know, another mm, title yeah. opportunity for them might not be good but i don't know i, I think it's going to be neobishki gun winning okay so, if you say so. Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah but i'm excited to see uh the unpredictability of this tournament is just yeah. it's very exciting and it starts uh the first two rounds actually are happening on our next recording the 20 and 21st of february with the finals being uh the 6th of march so yeah what if, that's oh go what on. if
0: like the rare circumstance where neither of them win, like the like if some but other they go to a what they go to like a oh okay yeah
1: like are you asking me like who i think that could be or
0: well i'm just saying like how would you feel if if neither of the teams you thought would win they didn't and well that just goes to show
1: you how crazy this bracket is because i because if they like if neither of those two teams like make it to the finals because i feel like one of them definitely should like if not both at least one yeah but if neither of them do like i still can believe it because just of how the brackets are organized. You have your top tier teams going at each other in the first two rounds. Like that is true. Who knows? Maybe uh Camille and Mahiro as Toyo University will take the whole thing.
0: Honestly, who I knows?
1: <laughs> yeah. honestly, I actually yeah, their their bracket or their quarter of the bracket is actually not too bad. Like I could definitely yeah. see them winning it. Yeah. Who knows? Like this this is an opportunity. Uh for for a lower tier tag team to jump up into possibly challengers for the tag champs so very excited to see what's going to happen next
0: yeah alright so. so uh
1: that was our show um i said previously our next recording episode five will be on the first two rounds of this tag tournament i thought positive chain was incredible it is my favorite show so far from tjp um just brilliant stuff top to bottom
0: ty do you have anything else to say no i think that's that's all i mean it's a pretty intense intense show that one right yeah i
1: can't wait to see what happens in the tag tourney uh anyway thank you guys for listening to the podcast my name is Robbie. This is Ty. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CrashRabbitPod, uh, whether it's on Spotify or Anchor, the Crash Rabbit Pod there. Uh, thank you
0: guys for listening. And yeah, bye.